0: I'm tired right now because I had a very late night and I slept, what, like six hours, I don't know, yeah, six and a half hours more or less. Um, but hey, I'm here and I'm recording and here we go. So I might sound a little different, that's because I'm not in my room or my, my parents' room. I'm in my grandfather's office at his house. Um, you might hear some cars passing by, but it's not that common, so you might only hear like one or two. And I also got a new a new microphone for my birthday. It's so cool. It looks like a legit podcasting microphone. It's like really cool. I love it. So I'm gonna check to see how this sounds and then I'll oops, I'll be right back to continue on with this. All right. Okay, I'm back and we are going to be starting a new book. Sorry, my throat isn't doing that good. We're going to be starting a new book for the new year, although, you know, it's almost February, so, you know. Um, We're going to be starting a new book, and I'm really excited about this one. Um, I brainstormed with my sister the other day. I was like, oh, what can we do that's public domain? What can we, you know? So we came up with Little Women. We came up with Winnie the Pooh, although, I don't know. We came up with, you know, lots of, like, mysteries like Sherlock Holmes again and stuff like that and then she was like why don't you do Pride and Prejudice you know Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen it's like one of the best romance well not romance well, kind of romance but like it's one of the best novels in in well practically in the world um it's really good it's a really good it's a really good um book and I was like no because I tried to read the book one time by my own, by my own, by myself, and I didn't understand a single thing. It's a good thing I read the book because I was not catching anything. I was like, what is going on here? And then she said, well, you know what? I got this simplified version for my birthday and so I have it here with me. Well, I, me, Nudi, has it here with me this thing, guys, is so thick, okay, because it's not Pride and Prejudice, no, it's the complete novels of Jane Austen, right, so, in this book, you've got Sense and Sensibility, Pride and Prejudice, Mansfield Park, Emma, Northanger Abbey, and Persuasion, one, two, three, four, five, six, and there are, wait, guys, I'm gonna go check the last page, hang on. There are 1,210 pages in this book. Okay? It's a hardback. It's really cute and everything. It's really nice. But it's really thick. We're not going to read the whole thing. We're just going to read Pride and Prejudice. And we're going to be reading one or two chapters every episode, I'd say. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty good. Um, because they're kind of short. And you'll understand, right? And for those Austen fans or you know, whoever has read the the book before, um, wait, oh, oh no, not chapter 57, let's see, for those of you who think it's gonna be terrible, I'm gonna read you the first phrase, and then you decide for yourself, okay, this is what it says, chapter one, I'm just gonna read it, and then we'll go back to talking, okay. It is a truth universally acknowledged that a single man in possession of a good fortune must be in want of a wife. So that's how it starts. That's basically how Pride and Prejudice also starts. So instead of having all of the regency, hang on a second here, instead of having all of the like regency, you know, old British English, because it's a British, British novel, old British English um, words and like phrases and stuff, instead of being like that, it's just like, She went to the cows, and she went to, you know. And if I do find any words that are that even I don't know, I will include them in a glossary at the end. So I think in the first chapter there's like a, I don't know, it's like a carriage or something, and it's like a really weird name. So I'll look it up, and I'll get it to you at the end, right? And yeah, I think that's pretty much it. So let's give it a go. Let's start it up. Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. Chapter 1 It is a truth universally acknowledged that a single man in possession of a good fortune must be in want of a wife. However little known the feelings or views of such a man may be on his first entering a neighborhood, this truth is so well fixed in the minds of the surrounding families that he is considered the rightful property of some one or other of their daughters. "'My dear Mr. Bennet," said his lady to him one day, "'Have you heard that Netherfield Park is let at last?' Mr. Bennet replied that he had not. "'But it is,' returned she, "'for Mrs. Long has just been there, and she told me all about it.' Mr. Bennet made no answer. "'Do you not want to know who has taken it?' cried his wife impatiently. "'You want to tell me, and I have no objection to hearing it.' This was invitation enough. "'Why, my dear, you must know.' Mrs. Long says that Netherfield is taken by a young man of large fortune from the north of England, that he came down on Monday in a chaise and four to see the place, and was so much delighted with it that he agreed with Mr. Morris immediately that he is to take possession before Michaelmas, and some of his servants are to be in the house by the end of next week. What is his name? Bingley. Is he married or single? Oh, single, my dear, to be sure. "'A single man of large fortune, four or five thousand a year? "'What a fine thing for our girls!' "'How so? How can it affect them?' "'My dear Mr. Bennet,' replied his wife, "'how can you be so tiresome? "'You must know that I am thinking of his marrying one of them.' "'Is that his design in settling here?' "'Design? Nonsense, how can you talk so? "'But it is very likely that he may fall in love with one of them, "'and therefore you must visit him as soon as he comes.' "'I see no occasion for that.' You and the girls may go, or you may send them by themselves, which perhaps would be still better, for as you are as handsome as any of them, Mr. Bingley may like you the best of the party. My dear, you flatter me. I certainly have had my share of beauty, but I do not pretend to be anything extraordinary now. When a woman has five grown-up daughters, she ought to give over thinking of her own beauty. In such cases, a woman has not often much beauty to think of. "'But, my dear, you must indeed go and see Mr. Bingley when he comes into the neighbourhood. "'It is more than I engage for, I assure you.' "'But consider your daughters. Only think what an establishment it would be for one of them. "'Sir William and Lady Lucas are determined to go, merely on that account, "'for in general you know they visit no newcomers. "'Indeed you must go, for it will be impossible for us to visit him if you do not.' "'You are overscrupulous, surely.' I dare say Mr. Bingley will be very glad to see you, and I will send a few lines by you to assure him of my hearty consent to his marrying whichever he chooses of the girls, though I must throw in a good word for my dear little Lizzie. I desire you will do no such thing. Lizzy is not a bit better than the others, and I am sure she is not half so handsome as Jane, nor half so good-humoured as Lydia. But you are always giving her the preference.' "'They have none of them much to recommend them,' replied he. "'They are all silly and ignorant like other girls, "'but Lizzie has something more of quickness than his sister's. "'Mr. Bennet, how can you abuse your children in such a way? "'You take delight in vexing me. "'You have no compassion for my poor nerves.' "'You mistake me, my dear. "'I have a high respect for your nerves. "'They are my older friends. "'I have heard you mention them with consideration "'these last twenty years at least. "'Ah, you do not know what I suffer.' "'but I hope you will get over it "'and live to see many young men of four thousand a year "'come into the neighbourhood. "'It will be no use to us if twenty should come, "'and since you will not visit them. "'Depend upon it, my dear, "'that when there are twenty, I will visit them all.' Mr. Bennet was so odd a mixture of quick parts, sarcastic humour, reserve, and caprice, that the experience of three and twenty years had been insufficient to make his wife understand his character. Her mind was less difficult to develop, She was a woman of mean understanding, little information, and uncertain temper. When she was discontented, she fancied herself nervous. The business of her life was to get her daughters married. Its solace was visiting and news. Chapter 2 Mr. Bennet was among the earliest of those who waited on Mr. Bingley. He had always intended to visit him, though to the last always assuring his wife that he should not go. Until the evening after the visit was paid, she had no knowledge of it. It was then disclosed in the following manner: observing his second daughter employed in trimming a hat, he suddenly addressed her with, "I hope, Mister Bingley, will like it, Lizzie." We are not in a way to know what Mister Bingley likes," said her mother resentfully, "since we are not to visit." But you forget, Mamma," said Elizabeth, "that we shall meet him at the assemblies, and that Mister Lo- Missus Long promised to introduce him." "'I do not believe Mrs. Long will do any such thing. "'She has two nieces of her own. "'She is a selfish, hypocritical woman, and I have no opinion of her.' "'No more have I,' said Mr. Bennet, "'and I am glad to find that you do not depend on her serving you.' Mrs. Bennet, deigned not to make any reply, but, unable to contain herself, began scolding one of her daughters. "'Don't keep coughing so, Kitty, for heaven's sake. "'Have a little compassion on my nerves. "'You tear them to pieces.' Kitty has no discretion in her coughs, said her father. She times them ill. I do not cough for my own amusement, replied Kitty fretfully. When is your next ball to be, Lizzie? Tomorrow, a fortnight. Aye, oh, so it is, cried her mother. And Mrs. Long does not come back the- till the day before, so it will be impossible for her to introduce him, for she would not know him herself. Then, my dear, you may have the advantage of your friend and introduce Mr. Bingley to her. "'Impossible, Mr. Bennet, impossible, when I am not acquainted with him myself. "'How can you be so teasing?' "'I honour your circumspection. "'A fortnight's acquaintance is certainly very little. "'One cannot know what a man really is by the end of fortnight. "'But if we do not venture, somebody else will, "'and after all Mrs. Long and her daughters must stand their chance. "'And therefore, as she will think it an act of kindness, "'if you decline the office, I will take it on myself.' "'The girls stared at their father. "'Mrs. Bennet said only, "'Nonsense! Nonsense!' "'What can be the meaning of that emphatic exclamation?' cried he. "'Do you consider the forms of introduction "'and the stress that is laid on them as nonsense? "'I cannot quite agree with you there. "'What say you, Mary, for you are a young lady of deep reflection, I know, "'and read great books and make extracts?' "'Mary wished to say something sensible, but knew not how. "'While Mary is adjusting her ideas,' he continued, "'let us return to Mr. Bingley.' "'I am sick of Mr. Bingley!' cried his wife. "'I am sorry to hear that, but why did you not tell me that before? "'If I had known as much this morning, I certainly would not have called on him. "'It is very unlucky, but as I have actually paid the visit, "'we cannot escape the acquaintance now.' "'The astonishment of the ladies was just what he wished, "'that of Mrs. Bennet, perhaps surpassing the rest, though. "'When the first tumult of joy was over, "'she began to declare that it was what she had expected all the while.' It was in you, my dear Mister Bennet, but I knew I should persuade you at last. I was sure you loved your girls too well to neglect such an acquaintance. Well, how pleased I am! And it is such a good joke too that you should have gone this morning and never said a word about it till now. Now, Kitty, you may cuff as much as you choose," said Mister Bennet, and as he spoke, he left the room, fatigued with the raptures of his wife. "What an excellent father you have, girls," said she, when the door was shut. I do not know how you will ever make him amends for his kindness, or me either, for that matter. At our time of life it is not so pleasant. I can tell you to be making new acquaintances every day. But for your sakes we would do anything. Lydia, my love, though you are the youngest, I dare say Mr. Bingley will dance with you at the next ball. Oh, said Lydia stoutly, I am not afraid, for though I am the youngest, I am the tallest. The rest of the evening was spent in conjecturing how soon he would return Mr. Bennet's visit and determining when they should ask him to dinner. Alright, what did you think? Oh, here, there. So that was the first two chapters of Pride and Prejudice. That was fun. I've seen the movie twice, and so I'm... <laughs> Oops, sorry. Here's what I do though. With my voices, I kind of copy some actor's voice that I've heard um, for example, um, oh, what's her name? Oh, I forgot her name. The, the, um, the bad headmistress in, in a little princess, right? You remember her? Her voice. This, oh, Miss Minchin, she was called Miss Minchin's voice. No, that's not it. Well, you know, you remember her. She was actually, um, I took her voice. Well, I took her voice. I used the voice of Jennifer Coolidge in a Cinderella story. Oh my dear girl, what are you doing? Oh my goodness. What what? I'll just sleep you know, that that that's from a Cinderella story, right? And so then I've seen the movie twice and I love Mrs. Bennett, okay? I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job of copying her voice. I don't know. You go watch the movie, but not yet. Wait until we finish the book, okay? No spoilers. Um, and, and yeah. That's, it's so much fun. I love this book. So, okay. So, I didn't come prepared to my grandparents' house. I came with a book, but that's it. And so I didn't bring any jingles. But, my sister made me a journal for my birthday. It's the positive year. A journal. Dreams, doodles, and drama, right? So, each month, each week, each, you know, some, some place or other, there's... There's a list. There's a sorry, not a list. There's a quote. Um, wait. Where's my quote? Oh man, I lost it. Ah, oh, it was a really good quote. So um, oh no. I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find it. So basically, each day, each week, it's got like a little space for you to write in uh, what you did that day, and, you know, there's- Oh, found it, okay. So, this is a Christopher Robin quote, okay? It says, Promise me you'll always remember. You're braver than you believe, and stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. So, yeah. We are better than we think. We think that, oh no, I'm not gonna get this exam right, oh my goodness, I'm gonna fail, I'm gonna do so bad, I have a latin exam tomorrow, and I was like, I do not know a single thing. So I got out my my latin notes this morning and I gave them to my grandma, you know, I was like... Dosai, dosai. You know, I was like, this one is, you know, such a termination and stuff. And I knew literally every single one, okay? It took me a little bit of thinking, but I knew every single one. And I was like, wow, I actually, you know, I actually got them right. So yeah, we know more than we think. We're we're braver than we well, what is? We're braver than we believe, and stronger than I seem, and smarter than you think. So yeah, that's your quote for the week. And we'll see if I come back next week or I come back the other week. Okay. Um, I think this episode will drop on Monday. I'm not sure. Or I can just edit it now and send it out. Today is Thursday. Yeah. Let me see. Uh, Monday is the 30th, today's the 26th. Mm. Yeah, I don't know when I'm gonna send it. I, um, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. So, yeah. I'll see you next week, hopefully, or the other. Alright? Thank you so much for listening. And this week I want to give big thanks to my sister Jemmy for lending me her book and to this is gonna sound funny, to my granddad for leaving on a walk. This was totally unplanned, and to my grandmother for keeping it quiet while I recorded. Um, thank you so much to everybody. And also to Epidemic Sound for the songs you heard today. And there was no sound because of the quote. So, yep. See you next week, guys. So...